Here are the days, and if I would date them. I would not date this day. He's too fun for me. I like his energy, but he's eager, and he's ready to rage, and that would be exhausting. I hate this guy. It's really just insecurity, but hump day? Ew. What are you, one of the bros? Even the way he spells his name is like, get over yourself. I would definitely give this guy a chance. He seems nice and focused, um, and then like, randomly loves tacos. This is my husband, obviously. He's a good guy. He's hardworking, right? He even takes vacations, but I never want to see him. Yeah, deeply, deeply obsessed with him in an unhealthy way. I would do everything in my power to hold on to him. I would change my entire personality and he would inevitably leave me. And then this, just timing-wise, is a rebound. Even though he's, he's a pretty good guy. Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. On the Athletic Network, it's Thursday, August 10th, 2023. This is The Drop. Yeah, a day early. That's the summer for you. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We'd love to see it. Hit the like comment away subscribe to no dunks help us out there go get your no dunks merch over at nodunks.com t-shirts hoodies mugs hats and uh, make sure you check out yesterday's no buns podcast tass and joel wondering or debating the whole crying in baseball and there is crying in baseball we have now learned no buns check it out on the athletic baseball show feed it's been a while, or we've had a weird schedule, I guess, is a better way to put it, Tass. How was your trip to Chattanooga? You had a little family getaway. I don't think I've asked you on the show or off the show. Bucky's was awesome. Uh, Chattanooga also awesome. <laughs> yeah. We went yeah. deep in a cave. It was really? fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, okay. We saw an, uh, an underground waterfall, Ruby Falls. Oh, that's cool. They nice. tell you a story that a man got in his hands and knees and was digging for hours, 17 hours, in fact, until he heard this drip. You heard this drip. He kept going. He kept going. He kept going. He wanted to see that drip. 17 hours later, yeah, sure. Anyway, he found a waterfall, which is cool. That's very cool. But tell me about the Buckies, because I did love your Instagram content where you were showing all the cool things at Buckies. Um, took me back. Buckies is great. It's the same, you know? It's, it's like a mirage for people who don't know what Buckies is. It's a huge gas station that's got everything. It's like a department store and a gas station, yeah. and it's better than. Any gas station because it's more than a gas station. Oh, that's, yes. see, and that's the thing. It's like a mirage. It's like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Well, you we know. have. Uh, well, speaking actually of Joel, uh, obviously lives in Taiwan. The guy you do the baseball show with, he comes over here every once in a while, every couple summers at least, or fall. He said at the top of his to do list. Well, actually, it's always eat Taco Bell. Number but one. Then that's number one. But number two is he really wants to, uh, you know, make the trip to Bucky's, which is like an hour away. An Ballpark? hour. Yeah. You know, an hour sounds crazy when you're trying to convince your wife and two kids to go. Yeah. But your friend who never has been? Yeah. That's totally worth it. Yeah, we'll so go. I'll be getting a giant pool noodle from Bucky's <laughs> next time he's here. That thing is so good. There was somebody that had it at the pool, and I've been lusting for it ever since. Really? Has put it on his, his Instagram story. Oh, gorgeous. Okay, well, yeah. Bucky's. Road trip with Joel in either 2024 <laughs> or 25. He's not sure when he's coming. 
Yeah, I would have bought one. It's just it was outside. It's like it's like an, in the overflow area. It's, it's like I'm just going into Bucky's when I saw it. And I'm like, oh. I'm, not, I'm not grabbing that right away. <laughs> uh, but I put those all up for Joel because Joel asked me oh. to, to put those up. He's like, tag me. I was too lazy to do that. I was busy eating a brisket. Um, yeah, hey, what a place. Me. Tag me. <laughs> what a tag guy. me. <laughs> all right, on today's drop podcast, uh, we are going to discuss some basketball news. Uh, the latest. From Shams Sharanya, Inside Pass. Is that me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I told you guys at the start of the... I did it. That's the weird part. I must have accidentally hit it back on. Uh, anyway, Shams, yeah, Inside Pass. He has sprinkled a little slop for us piggies <laughs> to chew on. It's not a lot, but... The pigs uh, are gaunt at this point. We'll dissect it. Uh, we're going to talk about Anthony Davis's extension and uh, we will wrap up the drop podcast here with some rapid fire. This is the drop on Thursday because no show tomorrow. But I wanted to start with uh, some FIBA World Cup updates, or at least talking about some of the teams and some of the news uh, currently surrounding some of the teams. And this thing starts in late August, a couple weeks, I think uh, two weeks tomorrow, actually, it, it tips. Uh, on Monday night, though, Team USA, they cruised to the 117-74 to win over Puerto Rico in, the, in their first FIBA World Cup tune-up. They're in Las Vegas. They're now on the on the road. I mean, do they have a Bucky's in Spain? I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> they are now playing more exhibition games again before the big tournament at the end of the month. But do you have any takeaways um, from Team USA's exhibition win versus Puerto Rico? This team is a squad. Uh, that's my opinion. They have come together real quick. I know people were ridiculing the star power on this team, but when all stars that they have want to play and come together, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, when it comes to worldwide competition. And I don't think it will be with the way they look. If Brandon Ingram and Anthony Edwards play to their potential and want to pass the ball, they're buckets, and they should be able to do that and score in international play. You've got great defensive players in Jaron Jackson Jr., Defensive Player of the Year, and Mikel Bridges, who you put on the other team's best perimeter player. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a start. And then you got Jalen Brunson, who's also going to be an all-star uh, at some point. So you've got stars who want to play like that. you got even a guy like Trey Young, who's not on this team, uh, who's being interviewed saying, I would love to play for Team USA, and I would change my style of play, basically, is what he said. I want to pass more. So... It's a uh, it's the old Carmelo Anthony. This is Olympic mellow, that type of thing, where everybody who wants to be on this team, they've developed a culture um, to encourage passing and playmaking and being a team. And I think it showed through in that first game. And this team is being uh, put together and it is together longer than other teams in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, going over to Spain, whether there's a Bucky's or not, I think they uh, they've got this great chemistry already i think yeah it was a close game at half i mean they weren't blowing puerto rico out of the water it, you know maybe there was a little rust and trying to get comfortable and the shots weren't falling but yeah then they i think i think they went on like a 20 to 0 run in the blink of an eye and like i said blew the game open 117 74 i mean it wasn't close at all uh but what jumped out to you tk they played so hard Team USA was really given serious effort for a friendly here against a team that they're obviously favored to beat and went on to blow out in the second half. So that was impressive to me. It looks like that's going to be the way that Team USA kind of has to play because they've got a lot of length. Everybody on the team, it feels like, has mile-long arms, but they don't have a lot of just straight-up big size. So they're switching everything. Smart teams will probably be able to take advantage of that a little bit uh, inside, but also Jokic isn't playing in the World Cup. Giannis is still a question mark for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Porzingis, we don't know what the deal is with his foot, if he's hurt or if he's not. So uh, maybe not a problem for Team USA, but they got to try and force turnovers, and they really did. The other thing that stuck out to me is that 
the starters and the bench kind of play different styles. I thought the starters with Jalen Brunson running the point, Brandon Ingram out there, just played a little bit more deliberately, yep. brought the ball up slower for the most part. And then when the uh, when the bench comes in, you've got Portis out there, you've got Paolo Boncaro playing a little bit of small ball five, and Halliburton running the break. They were just going as fast as possible. Um, and Puerto Rico just obviously couldn't keep up. So they've got... Uh, a fastball and a curveball, mm-hmm. but I guess they're leading with the curveball. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, maybe that's like a Jamie Moyer style of pitching test. Mm. See if Joel agrees with me there, but they do have two different styles they can yeah. play, and both are certainly effective. And that's their huge advantage uh, in, in obviously, com- this upcoming World Cup. It's the it's like there are other starting fives, uh, even though we're missing some big, big names on some of these rosters, some of these countries. They, they can sort of match up not bad, four, five, six guys. It's then the state's depth is just like, you know, they, they play a whole second unit of NBA guys yeah. that are obviously very, very talented. But it looks like, at least in this one game against Puerto Rico, Kerr went with Brunson, Anthony Edwards, who had a rough first half and then really got it going in the second half. He finished with 15 points, four steals, and four assists. Bridges, as you said, the defensive stopper. Ingram at the four and then Triple J at the five. I'm guessing that'll be, maybe not in some of these exhibition games, maybe Kerr tries other things, but that feels like a, the starting lineup that I think we'll see a lot probably in, in this upcoming tournament. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, they, they definitely do lack size. That was, you know, other than the star power, the lack of size was the, the sort of the story going in with this team. So it's interesting to see from an NBA perspective, Paolo Boncaro come in and play the five because he can. He's huge. Oh, yeah. uh, and he's uh, just a mismatch mm-hmm. uh, when he comes in off the bench. So... Yeah, they got options. Uh, I mean, if you want to play like a team and you want to play hard like they did, they should win. And FIBA rules, they allow them to play a lot more physical. Like someone like Jaron Jackson Jr., who has struggled at times to stay on the floor in the NBA game because he picks up two, three quick fouls, you, you, can, you can get a lot you, away with a lot more in uh, in the FIBA game. They let the big boys bang a little bit, and they don't call <laughs> everything, and that's like to an advantage, especially when they don't have a ton of size, like you were saying. Yeah, he said uh, if you're using your hands, they're still going to call you for a foul, just like in the NBA, but you can chest them all yeah. you want, that Santa Claus style, bumping and bumping, and that's probably why... Jaron Jackson Jr. was voted the best in camp in a straw poll by uh, Joe Varden. Yeah. You can just see that his game is going to grow, playing with Team USA here, playing Steve Kerr's style. He's involved in a lot of dribble handoffs. He's involved in a lot of pick and rolls. He's scoring on post-ups with his little dinker dumper kind of ugly game inside, but he looks like a difference maker for Team USA. I would love to have seen that practice where he was practicing with his chest, apparently. Chest. It's just just going out and keeping his arms back, tying his hands behind his back and just bumping guys you can even see that with like i saw there's a play where cam johnson like cuts off the baseline and he drops his hands behind his yeah. back just to take it in the chest so they're learning the right way to play uh one of the guys uh that didn't play maybe the only guy did walker kessler get some minutes at the end oh yeah, yeah. he was that, trending he did a right. dunk that's right so the only guy that didn't play in monday's uh exhibition game against puerto rico was josh hart and there was a reason so let's just slip it in here they were keeping him out because he had yet to sign this new contract extension with the knicks but according to Woj. It's basically a done deal. Finalizing, Josh Hart is a four-year, $81 million contract extension with the Knicks. Hart's deal, which uh, I think he can technically actually sign today, will deliver him a total of $94 million through the 2028 season. Um, we had been waiting and waiting and waiting on this. And Tass, uh, do you have thoughts on this type of extension here? Four years, $81 million to Josh Hart and the Knicks. This is like Bruce Brown money. Uh, it feels like Bruce Brown type player and... Uh 
per year, Bruce Brown type money, but a heck of a longer deal. So congrats to him when he comes out and plays for USA, like Trey was alluding to, uh, when they want to play that sort of run and gun style in the second unit. He will be a part of that. He's great. Uh, you know, with $21 million, it's it's great, for I think, for Josh Hart. Um, it, it, he played too big of a role, I think, with the Knicks, who didn't have enough shooting last year. And that's why they were bounced uh, by the Heat. Like, he was, you know, sort of a, a guy that they relied on as an outside shooter, and that's not necessarily his game. So um, I think he was highlighted a little too much. But if, if he is in a, a role where he doesn't have to do as much, like Bruce Brown, you'll think of him as, well, this guy is awesome. So he is worth $21 million in mm-hmm. modern NBA. No problem. He does enough. And, uh, yeah, the attitude and the energy pay every single cent to this guy. Any thoughts? Nice to be friends with Jalen Brunson, I think. Because this is kind of a lot of money for a guy who comes off the bench. Started one game uh, after he got traded to the Knicks. And then, like you're saying, in the playoffs, he was brick city. He could not make a three. 51% from three in the regular season (laughs) for New York. 30%, basically, uh, in the playoffs. But he's good as a chemistry guy. He's a good rebounder for whatever position he plays. Is he a wing? (laughs) He's kind of like the backup power forward for the Knicks at this point now that Obi Toppin is gone. He took a lot fewer threes uh, for New York, which is probably why he made a bunch during the regular season. So as long as he shoots like 35, 36%, that's all right. And it makes the Jalen Brunson contract look amazing. This guy's getting paid $26 million and people were questioning it last year. And now we're getting $20 million for a bench dude. Yeah. That's weird. There's definitely some uh, vibes premium baked into this contract. I agree with you. And that's fine. I mean, I, I got no problems with that, especially if, you know, you know. Well, they're saving the money on their best player. That's yeah, why. Right, right. And uh, obviously they have a connection there being Villanova guys. And he did help them in the, at the end of the regular season, even in that first round uh, against the Cavs that they win. So, yeah, this is a – I can't believe I'm saying this. This is a nice move from the Knicks. Like, they're actually doing some nice little things here. And this is a totally fair contract for a guy that they at least have seen – and he's proven in other spots, right? Like, you know, you know, the Pelicans and before that, the Lakers, that he's like, he's a contributing, he's a contributes to winning. He can, can help teams. He's not going to be the star. He doesn't want to be the star. And that's perfect. So good deal by him. And I assume we'll start seeing him now in some of these uh, FIBA World Cup exhibition games because they were probably just waiting, didn't want to risk anything, didn't want to, you know, tweak an, tweak an ankle or ruin a knee or something like that. So hopefully we see him here in the coming games. One guy we're not going to see, though, to pivot to Team Canada, Jamal Murray has been ruled out of Canada's exhibition games ahead of the World Cup. Uh, Canada Basketball made this announcement on Monday, saying in a release that the Nuggets star will instead focus on his offseason recovery and a decision on his status for the actual tournament will be made at a later date. So just to clear that up, he's not going to play Jamal Murray in exhibition games for Canada. They already had one. We can talk about that in a second. But he might, might still play in the actual World Cup at the end of the month. Mm. Yeah. What do you What do you think about this? What do you think worried. of the odds are? Yeah. I'm very worried. They also have this uh, sort of MO, this this idea in camp that you got to play before you play in camp and before you play in the tournament. Because they're preaching, you know, sort of like I just sort of mentioned about the USA. They want this longer, uh, better chemistry amongst players. And so they're saying, hey, you got to play beforehand. But when it comes to the superstars, I wonder if this is going to bite them in the ass a little bit. But in his defense, he was at training camp. Oh, he was. He was not playing, like, you know, full on five on five because of the injury. But yeah. he was there around the team, around the coaching staff, stuff like that, building the camaraderie. And they kept guys, you know, to extend that. They kept guys who've been with the program that aren't as good of players, let's let's be honest, with guys that haven't been with the program but could be there, like a Leonard Miller even that was drafted or, you know, a Wiggy who could just jump in even though he's busy or doing whatever he's got to do. Uh, I just – I don't know if, if Rome Barrett, the orchestrator of this team, has 
bit himself in the ass with some of the, the wording a little bit that you have to be there. But I think Jamal Murray will get a pass if he can play. It's just worrisome that uh, it's come down to this. Mm-hmm. He's, I could see him just not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's very possible. And obviously they didn't play in Wednesday's uh, loss to uh, Germany there in Berlin. It was a close game. They lost by five. But... Yeah, they could have used him. They, they probably maybe win the game if he's playing in this one. Though I will say, uh, two guys that slot in at the two played actually well in the loss to Germany in uh, Lou Dort and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Can't say the same for Dylan Brooks. Thought he had a bit of a rough game, and he got the start. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the problem, and yeah. that's why Jamal Murray should get a pass, because if he is not playing for Team Canada... Either Dort or Brooks is getting a whole bunch more minutes, and that hurts them offensively for a team that doesn't have a whole bunch of big guys. Team Canada came out and was just missing a whole bunch in the first half uh, against Germany, and that's obviously a place where Jamal Murray helps out. He would be able to space the floor for Shea Gilgis-Alexander and then take a little pressure off him as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to Phil Scrub, but if Jamal Murray shows up, that guy should start and play a lot. (laughs) It doesn't matter if he practiced. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They brought Scrubs along uh, because they want to fill out the roster. And you just have to say that, even though it's a, it's obviously an easy joke, but they've got players named Scrub on their team. <laughs> got two of them. <laughs> two of them. Uh, yeah, I hesitate because I, I'm not sure with the final roster. It's, it's still difficult in 2023 to lock down final rosters and mm-hmm. FIBA stats. It's weird. I know it's exhibition play, um, but both Scrubs are going to be there. Did you watch Left any hand of the right hand. Canadian? No, I'll just German watch game. your live tweets. I yeah. watched the Franz highlights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I looks mean, awesome. credit to the German crowd for booing Dylan Brooks throughout the game. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe that was happening. So they know their they know their NBA stuff over there. It was, that was, it was easy to boo him. Yeah, he, all, he he had a hard foul on Franz to like a chase down. I mean, it wasn't that nothing. Like, no push or anything like that. He made a play on the ball, but Franz hit the hit the floor on, on the attempt and. It was Brooks, of course, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Did Schroeder make him touch Earth as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Schroeder uh, played really well. Germany's got a pretty good little team, actually. I mean, I always, for- I-, I guess, I forget that the Wagner Bros are there. <laughs> Moe's got like a mustache going on. That was a while. Yeah, they got some good players. Uh, they- I think they could be a tough out actually in this FIBA World Cup. But my only other notes were, like I said, Dort and uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. They did impress. R.J. Barrett looked brutal in the first half. Got his shot going in the second half. He was a lot better there. They got back in this game. Canada was down huge. I mean, whatever, like 15-plus for a majority of the game. And then did erase that deficit and uh, tied it up at one point. But Franz Wagner hit a huge three. Hit sort of like the biggest shot of the game to uh, help close it out. And Kelly Olenek. Like, you talk about the lack of bigs on the on the Team Canada. He, he has to play because he is one of their best mm-hmm. offensive bigs. And he had a couple nice passes and stuff like that. But he drives me nuts on closing out at guys at the three-point line. Oh, my God. He just... Like, you pump fake once, and he (laughs) is up in the air and Mm. gone out of the play. It happened, like, three or four times. Like, you'd almost prefer him just, like, let him shoot it, man, because... (laughs) The guy might miss the three, but he just closes out like a like so recklessly that it's always then an advantage. You just put a little pump fake up there, and then you're suddenly playing, obviously, with an advantage in the numbers. It happened so many times, I was going nuts. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to see him fix that, but it won't, because I feel like that's sort of just how he plays. <laughs> that's game. It's, yeah, yeah. But I, it was weird. At, like, the first half, I was like, oh, God, you know, here we go again. Had all these expectations, but... They looked obviously like like a much better international squad in the second half when they had calmed down a little bit and shots were falling. So, you know, I left with like a little more hope. Jamal Murray plays, massive game changer and could realistically, you know, maybe flirt with a medal. Without him though, oh, it's 
you're going to have to pray that R.J. Barrett is hitting threes and to kill Alexander Walker or Dort. Like, you're asking guys that are not known as, like, consistent three-point shooters to really stretch the floor. Because you got to be able to do that. Uh, got to shoot this. it. you got to be able to shoot it in this with the molten ball and all. But Their first game is game. against France, right? Yes. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it is. Got to be ready. You got to be ready. Uh, they have a couple more, obviously, exhibition games. They're bouncing around as well, as all these teams are. So uh, we will see. Uh, in other news, too, this is sad. Ricky Rubio, the 12-year NBA vet, He's not going to play for Spain this summer at the World Cup. He's taking an indefinite leave from his career to deal with mental health issues. He released a statement through the Spanish Basketball Federation. But this guy, correct me if I'm wrong, he was like the MVP of the last Basketball World Cup. I mean, this is a couple years ago now. He's a little bit older, but extremely important to, obviously, uh, the Spanish's team's success. And he won't be playing, and and who knows how, how long he'll be out of the NBA here too, Trey. Yeah, sucks for Spain, but I guess smart for Ricky Rubio to take care of his mentals as well. The guy's always been one of the most positive guys around the NBA. His clip with Alexi Shved, change your face, be happy, was legendary for a little bit. So hopefully he's able to get right, maybe make it back to the NBA, maybe make it back to Spain uh, eventually. The guy's been playing professional basketball for like 20 years somehow or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly 20 years, but he's been playing since he was 15. He's had a ton of injuries, which I'm sure can be something that sets you back uh, if you're having to rehab multiple times. So, I don't know, a few more months before the NBA season starts. I wonder if we'll see him for the Cavs, but uh, hopefully he just gets feeling better. Yeah, he has played professional basketball for more than half of his life. You said 15, he basically started? Yeah, 15, I think so. 16, he's 32. He's only 32. <laughs> That seems so much older to me because wow. he's been around forever, yeah. uh, especially in this uh, international scene, uh, Tass. I don't know if you have anything to add, though. No, just get right, Ricky. Um, that's that's the whole point of this uh, conversation. You know, basketball aside, uh, he's just got a life to live, and I, I, I'm you know who knows what his, his issues are that he's dealing with, but he didn't even look right with the Cavs last year. I, I know he was banged up coming back, um, but uh, he is loved on every team he's with and he just he just wasn't even right uh coming off the bench for that team so i'm sure the issues extended uh back then as well so yeah wherever he wants to play a team will gladly keep them uh, on the roster and hopefully he can be an integral part because he's he's still good enough uh, but uh, the injuries have slowed him down the last couple seasons uh just to wrap up the world cup talk here uh, let's show you the odds from the upcoming 2023 FIBA tournament. Uh, this was from a couple days ago, so I don't know if it's changed, but uh, USA, the, the odds-on favorite to win the gold. Canada was plus 400. Those Again, odds could have dropped. They yeah. probably have. Again, if, if you really don't expect Jamal Murray to play, then that does change that. Australia, plus 1,200. They have high hopes there. I mean, they got a stack squad as well. France, plus 1,200. Good team. Spain, plus 1,200. Serbia, plus 1,400. Slovenia, plus 1,600. Germany and Greece there uh, just rounding out our board. At plus two thousand, um, see any good money on the board? <laughs> you circling anything? Laying some coin on any of these teams? Gotta ask our friend Cam Stewart. Yeah, that's uh, right. Oh, <laughs> I, I know what Cam would say. Oh, I'd put a little on Canada, a little on Australia, put a little, like bit on, a little on France, maybe oh. uh, sprinkle a little bit on Spain. Who's betting on the basketball tournament? <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he said it was good. He said it was great. <laughs> he started saying names of teams. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking about? I thought we were the basketball sickos. We don't even talk about that tournament. But uh, yeah, of any of those odds, are you like... Oh, okay. I could see them. No. No. When you bet on them, do they have to win or, or like is... like Cam's favorite sport, horse racing? Can they show? No, no. This can is they win. get to be? Uh, if it's a win, 
Don't bet you on anybody the but the U.S. I know Australia's team is good, and Canada's team is good, but yeah, maybe I've lived here too long, but I ain't betting on anybody else. Well, I saw Ziller in his newsletter, I think it was today, he broke down in the eight Olympic games since NBA players uh, joined the fray, Team USA won seven golds and one bronze. That's the Olympics. In the seven World Cups in the same span, Team USA has only won three golds, two bronzes, and they missed the medal stand twice. I mean, and a part of that is the team sent, and they have struggled more in World Cups mm-hmm. than they have in the Olympics. Uh, again, a lot of it's uh, roster construction, but it's not a, I mean, they're the favorites here. They looked good in their first exhibition game. They have a good team, but they are, there are going to be some tough outs here and tough games, and they're not like a you know a home run to win this whole thing yeah. I, don't know, but I don't know what the american thinks what do you think well i mean team usa is obviously gonna win <laughs> uh it's pretty obvious uh they've got 12 nba players out there which nobody else can say but tastiest odds let's see again real quick jd i would say spain and france are both 1200 right now those are like classically good mm-hmm. european basketball teams who also have nba players no rubio and i think no lorenzo brown for spain which are kind of huge yep. um absences for them <clears throat> and then serbia at, or I'm sorry, Slovenia at plus 1,600 just because they got Luka. Yep. If he can do it, it he, we've seen him carry Slovenia to a Eurobasket championship once upon a time, so I suppose he could do the same, though I don't think they have Vlako Chanchar alongside him he, this year. He is injured. He's injured. Yep, that's right. But uh, Luka just po- posted 34, 14, and 13 uh, oh. for <laughs> for the national team in a, in a very close game. Uh, exhibition game versus uh, Montenegro, so 104-100. Wow, yeah, I, I saw you, fair. So I dropped one in Vooch's eye. There you go. Good there stuff. You go. So, yeah, okay, so you're, uh, if, if anyone could do it, it could be Luca here at uh, Tasty Odds, yeah, sure. plus 1,600. Yeah. Where's Montenegro there? Vooch's yeah. team. They're, they're not on the board. But <laughs> no. I do think, looking back, Americans, you know, on the team and even in leadership, look at this, looked at this tournament differently than the Olympics, and, and that's why the success wasn't there. I think this team is different. Okay. I, I think they're they're ready. I mean, you got Trey Young going on Gilbert Arenas' show saying, I, I want to be on that team. I want to pass. Like, everybody, the culture is different, I think. Uh, and Well, you got Steve Kerr as the head coach now. So that, that is a new wrinkle to this squad. Yep. Uh, so we'll see. Again, that starts in a couple weeks. Let's take a break, though. Uh, that's enough World Cup talk. When we come back, we'll get into the Shams slop. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
All right, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're a podcast listener, we love you too. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We got some Sham Slop. <laughs> sort of. He had the inside pass. <laughs> this first one was at least intriguing. We can break down uh, Sham's reporting that the Hawks did have a trade package and offered it to the Raptors for Pascal Siakam. And it was DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, and draft picks for Siakam. That was the Atlanta package. Hunter, Griffin, draft compensation to Toronto for Siakam. But the Raptors uh, upped the price on any possible deal at each turn. This was uh, Shams reporting this. We had heard whispers about this, that the Hawks had shown interest. We talked about it. We did a whole yeah. podcast on Siakam and coming up with uh, potential trades. Uh, were you surprised at all by this news, like of that type of deal, Hunter as sort of the main piece that the Raptors would say, no, no thanks, we've got gum. We've got gum. Yeah, it's just a saying I like to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, uh, gum is good. Uh, gum is um, as good as those players, really. Uh, don't don't make that deal. No, uh, it's be- I just can't stop looking at Shams face on the uh, yeah, j- yeah, yeah. great production here by JD. He's got it on the board uh, on the screen. If you're uh, listening, come see Shams cut out face. This is the report that Shams had literally a month ago. There haven't been any conversations with Pascal Siakam regarding trades since summer league. And he's he, Shams reported that that's basically the last time that teams were really trying to get Pascal Siakam. And the package was as good as gum. DeAndre Hunter, as you said, uh, being the main piece. And I, I DeAndre Hunter, he's a real El Tizo. He can drop 25 <laughs> and he can play defense. But those glimpses, even if you've got rose-colored glasses, they're so few and far between. You can't get too excited about that. you got to hope that... If you're the Hawks, his trade value gets higher because I can see why the Raps would say DeAndre Hunter is the best player. No. Uh, Even though you can look at it from the other side and say Pascal Siakam is saying, absolutely, I am not extending with anybody that trades for me. So what kind of package are you going to get? Maybe the best package is that DeAndre Hunter and A.J. Griffin, who's going to be a solid role player in this league and who knows about the draft compensation, but some sort of draft compensation. They don't have any. This is the part I can't understand. Like... The Spurs still own three other picks, I believe. Like we're talking all the way through like 2027. Um, so like, what? I think they own maybe one extra in 2024, maybe from the Kings. Does that make sense? From yep. uh, probably the Herder deal, right? Um, but yeah, that's not going to be enough. I mean, Raptors fans would revolt if this was actually a trade that went down. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter, and like maybe one pick or something like that, or maybe one in the way future. The, the Hunter's not good. That's the problem. He signed an extension, four-year, $95 million at the start of last season. And you said it, Taz, he's he's just so inconsistent. So inconsistent. I went and checked. He scored 22 points on opening night. Whew, 10 of 15, here we go. Hunter breakout, just signed the extension. (laughs) Then he doesn't crack 20 points for, like, weeks in a game. He only had one stretch all season where he scored 20-plus points in three consecutive games. Today's game, I know, like, 20 used to be, whoa, that was a lot. Eh, Not really a whole bunch at your sort of starting small forward position. And that third instance, by the way, it came in like in a 21-point loss, and he just cracked 20. So it's like he just he can't string together a stretch of games where he at least offensively contributes. I guess he's opposed with, or sorry, tasked with um, guarding the, the team's best player on the wing, and he's not bad, but I just don't think he's good. 
He's only in this deal for the money. Yeah. It's not about DeAndre Hunter at all uh, because he doesn't solve their forward glut. It's like we're trading a forward because we got too many forwards, and guess who we're getting back? A forward? That doesn't make any sense. It would have to be Masai really like an A.J. Griffin, a young dude who's a shooter out there, and then whatever picks Atlanta can throw in after, I guess, 2029. And if it's a lot, maybe that's interesting for Masai Ujiri because it would be rebuilding for the Raptors, and you're taking a chance that it doesn't go well for Atlanta, Trey Young leaves, and then they're left with nothing, and their picks are looking pretty juicy. Maybe that's interesting, but I also don't really think the Hawks should do this, because mm. do you really want to go even more all-in for Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and Pascal Siakam? That's like maybe a top-four team in the Eastern Conference, maybe, but more likely a top-six team. Uh, I suppose Siakam would be possible insurance for Trey Young leaving uh, in the future, but if you don't know that he's going to resign, that's a that's a risky bet to make. Yeah, he's only got one year under contract. And I think the biggest story that's come out of this Shams report is that there have been no extension talks with yeah. the Raps yeah. at all. Because so he can sign four years, $192 million with the Raptors. He could. Yeah, but and there apparently have been no conversations. Yeah, yeah, zero substantive extension talks with the Raps. And, yeah, coming off losing Fred Van Vliet and you know, losing Kawhi way back when. I think that's the more interesting part if they're not talking at all. So so this will just carry on into next season, especially depending on how the Raptors start and look and whether they're winning or not, especially if they're losing. I mean, we're going to hear, we're going to have the old Siakam trade rumors. I mean, every second show, it's going to feel like leading up to the trade deadline. I think that's very possible Absolutely. because he could be, I mean, he could be the a piece that puts a team obviously sort of over the top to the next level next season but maybe it doesn't happen here yeah the hot the hot talk is dallas wow i get him there somehow because they're looking for a third star uh the hawks looking for a third star they're sort of all in with deandre hunter and trey young so it sort of makes yeah somewhat of sense but um yeah he's he's a damn good player uh but also this report could just be the league is dead from july 15th to (laughs) august 15th yeah sure is Listen to No Dunks and watch No Dunks because we're the only good thing going right now. Um, okay, there's some other good things, but uh, we, it's dead. But you know, we'll we'll keep it alive. But honestly, if there's no talks for Pascal, like there hasn't been an offer in a month, essentially, is what Shams is saying. Because there's no deadline, GMs can just chill mm-hmm. uh, for a bit. This is their vacation time. Yep. So maybe it'll pick up in September, but uh, it ain't happening right now. Well, that segues nicely into uh, the other pieces of news in Shams' report here, which is really no news. Uh, Shams says there is still no traction from the Blazers on a Damian Lillard trade. I got to take the L on that one. I said it was happening, uh, what, last week, I was hoping, and uh, it did not go down. He did say, Shaw say, uh, wrote that the Heat have prepared to offer the Blazers a package including three to four first-round picks with Tyler Hero going to a third team for assets, expiring contracts, a young player such as uh, Nikola Jovic, and potentially second-round picks and draft swap. This is all stuff we knew, Trey, but... Right now, no traction on the Dame move. <laughs> yeah, I love the first line in this article. Across the NBA, team executives and players are in the midst of family travel, scouting trips, much-needed rest and recovery, and quiet days inside team <laughs> facilities. These guys aren't doing anything. It is chill mode right now. I don't know. No new takes for me, yeah. except for, is Nikola Jovic any good? <laughs> Like, he seems to be more of the young player who's being included. You don't see Hakez in any of no. these rumors anymore, even though he's now eligible to be traded. I guess Jovic is probably younger than Hakez is right now, since Hakez yep. played a few years uh, at UCLA. Jovic just turned 20. 
if you squint, maybe you can see a Tony Kukoc-like player. Uh, but you're squinting hard because that guy was not on the court very much last season. Is this guy playing for Serbia yeah. in the World Cup? And, okay. and there's another Jovic out there. There's a Stefan Jovic. Uh, okay. Is that his Brovic? <laughs> I don't know. Novich. About the Novich, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and do you stuff. have anything uh, to add to this? <laughs> Probably not. No, not at this point. Um, listen, I, I respect the wishful thinking that you had last week. Yeah. Hope, or just hoping that we'd get a Dame trade. But this is a bad sign that it's such, such a dead zone here. Yeah. I was thinking, I mean, I was just trying to talk it into existence that the trade would go down just to give us some content. I thought the Hawkeyes Jr. part, him being eligible to be traded once that became, uh, you know, okay for him to be included. I was like, whoa, maybe that's maybe that's the move that finally, you know, tilts this uh over the edge to get it done. But I guess it's the the dilemma here is still the, the third team and the Tyler Hero part of it. Um, and maybe just the Blazers saying, eh, let's, just, let's just hope for a wild card team to just suddenly come out of nowhere and, and want Damian Lillard. But that doesn't sound likely as well. Uh, and the other big name we're waiting on that we do, we've done Siakam, we've done Lillard. Uh, we're talking James Harden. Now, this is what Sham said. 76ers and Clippers are expes- expected so, excuse me. The 76ers and Clippers are expected to engage again regarding the Harden trade. So this, I guess, may, may be more promising than the Lillard no traction. It's like <laughs> Sean's saying, oh, they're going to talk again. <laughs> uh, that's, and he, that's better? I don't I know. I think it's better because, well, Shams, you know, did say he still prefers Harden to be moved and that Philadelphia is working to honor his wish. So that sounds a little more promising than the no traction Lillard report, but... Maybe you disagree. I mean, there's nothing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is not slop. This is just saying we got each other's numbers. We are gonna talk again. And I guess I guess Harden seems more likely to happen since he's only got one year on his deal after uh, opting in with the Sixers there. Whereas Joe Cronin can obviously take his time with the Dame Lillard yeah. thing, especially now that he's got the backing of the league behind him. Well, I do think that the Clippers are an all-in team that are gonna go for it. We, we're we've clearly seen. They're going to go with Kawhi and Paul George next year. It's going to happen. It really feels that way. So I do think this is the best trade partner uh, for the Sixers. So it it feels like a team in in the Clippers that people can talk themselves into again next year. (laughs) I know know some of us won't. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I did last year for sure. Um, Skeet smartly said no way. I I think you were sort of in on them last year as well. This I was in two years ago. Two sure. years ago, yeah. I, I hung on one more year <laughs> right. uh, because, yeah, it's same old story. But watching Kawhi get injured this past season in the playoffs, I'm done. I'm done buying in. But when you've got that top-end talent, they're going to go for it. Maury is just waiting for the best deal possible. It feels like those two will make a deal. That's uh, I thought you would be staying all in, I guess, is the best way to put it, after uh, Paul George's latest comments. Did you see him? On Podcast P? That's right. Well, I think he was maybe just streaming on Twitch while he's playing video games. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He, basically, he's saying... But it's off of a podcast, yeah. He said, mark my words, I'm on my bully shit next season. Oh, he said that. That's what Paul George is saying. You forgot about me. You only listen to my podcast now. You forgot <laughs> about my game. I'm just a podcaster. Yeah, um... He's made uh, similar comments before. Mm. <laughs> and I, I mean, has had good seasons after saying so, but obviously not resulting in much playoff success and part of it because of injuries. It's injuries for sure. He's locked in, is uh, what he's saying. I said that no dunks is the best thing going in the summer. Podcast Pete, got to give it to him. Still doing good podcasts. Yeah, yep. He had uh, Clay Thompson on his podcast, and that's what mm-hmm. I thought you were going to refer to because he, he brought up Thompson's rivalry with Booker. Yes. Yeah, and then... 
Book was pissed off about that those comments, and Paul George commented about Book's comments on Twitch. I got so lost. I'm glad you broke it sort of down there. I was so lost in this, like, who's commenting on what, and wh- who's upset with who, and yeah, yeah. I was a little. I just like I couldn't care. I was like, Paul, all right, who cares? Booker didn't like the leading type question that Paul George had on his podcast. This is what essentially what happened because he had Clay on, and and, he, and Booker thought that Paul George was kind of leading Clay on to say. Oh. You know, we got to talk some shit about Devin Booker essentially and your rivalry there. And Clay was saying he almost felt bad a little yeah. bit for how he went at Booker with the four rings and all that. Like he got caught up in the heat of the yeah, moment. Yeah, he was yeah. getting his like to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. he didn't. Yeah, Clay was trying to take the high road and say I didn't like. Right. I didn't like how I did that. Uh, he 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 says that's one of his regrets. And then somehow Book commented on that. And then Paul George is on Twitch. Oh, so you're saying really the Clay Booker beef sort of spun into what might now be Paul George Booker beef. Absolutely. All right. Exactly right. <laughs> just... Absolutely. It's like uh, somebody said to Devin Booker, you look nice today. And he said, wow, I look nice all the other days. Well, <laughs> 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 man, I know we were fighting. <laughs> that's weird. Okay. <laughs> so that's where we're at with the uh, yeah. with the news right now that's here weird, yeah. in early They're August. fighting about a, a fight that happened on the court. A, a long ago. time ago, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, they, they go at each other. That's great. Here's a little news. This is sort of news. Uh, the Suns are going to retire Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire's jerseys next year. I did see that, yeah. A They're ring, like of, ring honor. of honor. Yeah. That's good. That's good that they retire their numbers. Have they retired Nash? I would, I would assume so, so I but so. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I've got this article open. I just I don't love ring of honors. If it's going to be oh. an actual thing... Like on a deck of a, an arena, yeah. you know, hang the jerseys. It's way better. It's it's just way better. And I guess some other teams do it as well. I feel like I want to say the Magic had a Ring of Honor, but now I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe they retired jerseys. Too. Oh, they had they had something. Yeah, yeah like that. I know our Toronto, baseball, yeah, Toronto yeah, Blue yeah, Jays, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. I think have a ring. And Steve Nash was inducted 2015. There you go. They got him in early. <laughs> they got yeah. got him into the ring. Okay, well, good for Amari and Sean Marion. So they will be celebrated, you're saying, early or some point next season. Before a game, at halftime, after game for the Ring of Honor there Yes, in in, uh, Phoenix. Well deserved. Uh, In other news, earlier this week, Lakers star Anthony Davis agreed to sign a three-year, $186 million max contract extension to remain with the team through 2028. So in total, AD is now committed to L.A. for five more years, and approximately $270 million, the richest annual contract extension in NBA history. And they took no time to get this done, TK. I think it was like the first day they could like actually do the contract extension. Like, boom, within hours, he signed this fatty. Thoughts? <laughs> That's a big fatty for yeah. Anthony Davis. Uh, he won a championship with L.A. He was dominant in the playoffs until running into Jokic where, you know, he was still good defensively, didn't always bring it on the offensive end. That's a big ask uh, for a guy. But I guess part of this is that the Lakers just don't know what's going to happen with LeBron mm-hmm. after this season. If he He's going to retire someday. He may decide to play with Bronny if he makes it to the NBA. It just doesn't feel like LeBron is 100% locked in for the Lakers for the entirety of career. his career the rest of his career because who knows how it's going to last so they've got the first star in Anthony Davis now look at any point guard say hey you want to play with one of the best lob threats a guy who can make up for all your defensive mistakes come play with Anthony Davis the worry I would have is that he hasn't been super reliable from an injury standpoint as a young player 
Maybe his bones harden. <laughs> <laughs> bones harden. It's a combination of James Harden and Bones Highland. Maybe that happens to Anthony Davis and he holds up more. Or maybe he's missing even more than 50 games a season as he gets to be 35 years old. Yeah, the good news is last year he played in 47 of the team's final 50 games, including 26 straight, which for him, I mean, you may yeah, roll your yeah, eyes yeah. at, but that was his longest streak since like the 16-17 season. So like Trey's saying, uh, you know, you're hoping for that with this type of contract. You are guaranteeing some stability over the next five years because, yeah, who knows what happens with LeBron. They could have been looking at a disaster scenario where LeBron suddenly retires and says he's done, and then AD could have opted out and left them in free agency next summer, but that's not happening. And uh, Buha had a big article on this, and I, I thought this was an interesting point. The Lakers' ceiling, when AD is healthy, is very clear. They're one of the best teams in the league. They're capable of winning and competing for championships. The two times Anthony Davis has finished a season healthy, the Lakers won a championship in the bubble, and they advanced to the Western Conference Finals last year. I mean, that's that's good. You're, you know, it's, it's a small sample size, don't get me wrong, but in, when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he is dominant. He really is like a top 12 player, and paired with LeBron, even at his age, they're, they're one of the better teams. So and it may- makes some sense there. Yeah, and maybe he has learned to manage his body a little bit better. Because you can look at it glass half full. Yeah, he played that string of games to end last season. Okay, he's healthy. But he also has missed at least 26 games the last three years. Yeah. And 36 or more, two of those three years. So downside, he misses games. Upside, maybe he plays in the right ones. Maybe he's managing his body. But you're paying True. him from 30 to 35. So he's going to be a little old. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. But he was healthy for that last playoff run. They were good. Um, and, and, yeah, he ran into Jokic. So – he has learned to manage his body some, and I mean the numbers are ridiculous. So it, it's hard to even say that they saved money, but they potentially did save mm-hmm. some money here, uh, as Buha pointed out. If he opted out of this after this coming season, he could have signed a five-year monster like Jalen Brown did, yeah. three hundred mil. Uh, but now this way, they're paying him essentially two hundred seventy uh, over the next. Five, five, yes, yeah. and instead of what it would have been three forty-four, so they could have saved seventy million, maybe. I guess the difference between Jalen Brown, because all these numbers just kind of go over your head. <laughs> the difference between Jalen Brown getting the max and Anthony Davis getting, uh, you know, a pseudo max here is Jalen Brown's going to be playing with Jason Tatum. He's a number two getting a max, and so you know your team's going to be good. We don't know what's going to happen after the next year or two without LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. what is Anthony Davis going to be your number one? And and I know people don't think Jalen Brown is number one. Fair. But he has Tatum beside him. Anthony Davis is number one. You know, even though they've done a great job with Austin Reeves and others, we know it's not going to be a great team. It's going to be a, a team that's a first-round type team. We've seen it in New Orleans. Uh, he does need somebody else beside him. But you pay him and hope you get somebody else down the road after LeBron's gone. The Lakers wrote some checks this offseason with uh, Austin Reeves, Rui, D'Angelo Russell, and now this huge contract extension for uh, Anthony Davis. I might be forgetting someone too, but uh, yeah. they. I feel like they after the trade deadline, they sort of like what they've got here and and definitely see the idea of like, you know, one or two more years, whatever the LeBron window is, to have another crack at trying to win a title. And whether or not they can get past the, the Jokic of it all, that's the, that's the you big said question. It. I mean... AD, you look at his numbers, they dipped a little bit in the playoffs scoring-wise, but he was still a beast defensively, but Jokic was just too much uh, in in a close sweep. I mean, we always say that, but they got swept. <laughs> they, got to, they got swept. It yeah. didn't have an answer uh, yeah. for Jokic, except for that one half when Rui Hachimura <laughs> was really shutting him down. You're right, they wrote a lot of checks, but they were a small check to Austin Reeves. That might yeah. be the best yep. contract in the league heading into this season. He's awesome. 
he looks like, I mean, the Lakers fans were saying he was the second coming of Manu Ginobili. I kind of want to see his highlights like mirror imaged so he's playing left-handed because he's pretty good yep. at basically everything. And he fits in really nice alongside uh, LeBron and AD as well. So as LeBron decides what to do at the end of his career, maybe Reeves takes a step forward and they add another guy. That's a nice looking threesome right there absolutely so there you go ad getting the contract extension uh we're gonna take one more break here but when we come back trey kirby has the rapid fire questions don't go anywhere spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days pool season's coming soon so i've been hitting the weights with peloton and my guy adrian williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, here in the Classic Factory, what's so funny? Uh, (laughs) This is a tease for a tweet, uh, Skeets. This is from Scott Labry, who responded to our draft podcast with uh, all the perfect players we did. Yeah. Who he said AI merged the faces of your picks to create your perfect player, and these things look insane. Oh. <laughs> these are some crazy looking okay. faces. Oh, you have Steve Nash's hair is is on your head, right? Your player's head tray. That's why it looks so weird. It's like a combination of Steve Nash's hair and Larry Bird's hair. Ah. Not a good looking guy. Jeez, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, before we go here on the uh, Drop Podcast, uh, let's do a little wrap. Rapid fire fun. They're not usually all that rapid, but we have some fun. So what do you got, TK? NBA Jam creator Mark Turmel was a big Pistons fan, so he rigged the original game to make sure the Bulls would throw up bricks anytime they took a game-winning or game-tying shot against Detroit. What's something that you guys will go to any lengths to prevent, Skeets? Uh, checking a bag <laughs> when it comes to uh, taking a flight. I haven't checked a bag in so long. <laughs> and I've gone on some, like, decently long trips overseas and stuff. Obviously going home every once in a while. I'm going home next week to Toronto for a bit to see friends. But you just don't want to check a bag. Like, oh, yeah. Even even when you're not checking a bag, as we saw with our guys, Tass and JD, <laughs> and they got the old gate check, unfortunately, because they got on late or near the end. And then what happened? Our flight got rerouted, and then we had to jump on another plane, and then it didn't find its way there for 24 hours. So just anything you can do to not check a bag, you're just going to feel better about your chances of enjoying your trip. Because you just remove that possibility of it getting lost or, you know, That's wrecked true. or whatever from the equation. So you don't need it to. And everybody overpacks. Everybody. Everybody overpacks. Myself included. You know, you're supposed to do the whole thing where you pack your bag and then empty it all out and take away half of it. 
I will never and then do put that. it back. Well, I mean, I know it sounds <laughs> twice. It sounds, I know it sounds extreme, but That's stupid. The idea being, you have too much stuff. You got twice as much stuff than you really need on your trip. So, do right. two takes on this. Yeah, uh, sure. Number one, the greatest feeling is when you wear everything that you pack. I love it. Number two, the worst feeling is when you're waiting in line to board the airplane and they're like. We're going to have to start checking your bags. Oh, You're going to yeah. have to check them at the gate. You're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I will find a way to budget yep. in there. That's right. <laughs> Let me work my Jenga magic. That's why I check 100% of the time. Uh, we got fucked. We got totally <laughs> fucked. You it did. didn't even matter. It didn't matter. Wow. Yeah. Well, we, uh, Tass and I, we had to check our bags. And the women in front of us, they also were supposed to check their bags. They didn't. And they took their stuff on. So I'm like, well, I'm not, it's too much stress. So just take it. And if I see my stuff again, great. If I don't, <laughs> who, who cares? Okay, Honestly, stuff. who cares? Oh, I love that maneuver by those those two women were told you got to check your bag. They got them tagged. They said they were told you got to drop them off at the end of the runway. Yeah. They put their sweaters over the tags that were put on there by the, uh, the employees and just rolled them off. Yeah. And just walked right on. And there was room. On the airplane. Ah, That's the frustrating yeah. part. There was lots of room. We could have easily brought our bags on. I mean, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm a serial rules fine. follower, and they fucking <laughs> tell me to check my bag. I'm going to check my bag. And I'm, I'm like, I'm kicking myself because I should have checked it when I arrived at the airport. And I, mm. I spent that whole time. I was TJ Fridays all cramped up with my fucking bag and everything with me just so I didn't have to carry it on the stupid plane are you yeah. guys uh I hear you. are you not delta like um yeah. medallion or whatever? exactly it's were a you, free check well are you a main one cabin guy at least oh uh, yeah oh so you, but you were uh you were enjoying the pizza and wine at the uh at verasano's oh uh, yeah i love uh, so, yeah. I mean, we so got there got too late. early we got there too early we weren't to in, the airport we, yeah yeah we weren't urgent yeah. we were there for like four four mm. hours i think and uh, sort of, we just kind of forgot what? our flight. Four hours. Like four hours. Well, we did a show. Flight. We did a no buns. So we were early. Yeah. Yeah, we were early. We got there like four hours before the yeah, flight. Yeah, it was I nice think. and leisurely, but we had all of our stuff with us and we lost our bags anyway. So <laughs> what was the point of having all the bags there? It's just like, just take a little satchel and, and go on with my bag. Okay, how the about only, this? The only For, no bags at all. Travel with no bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just the clothes on your back. That's right. And just buy what you got to buy. That's what I. They lost my bag in Europe. In Amsterdam, right. I a full week, clothes on my back and whatever I bought. That's it. So it was, this is it was crazy. Fine. You've said you've checked a bag before. Obviously, I've lost Amsterdam my bags. I still stand by this policy. Oh, Jesus! What are you take? How much are you taking? You don't. I feel like you have nothing. Like, I'll, I'll, of clothing. I'll, like I've said before, I will. I will check a satchel just to <laughs> not have to carry it. I mean, respect. Check a fanny pack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> This guy just spent five hundred dollars on luggage. That's crazy. All right. Well, that's what I'm going uh, to prevent. To any length. To you, prevent. What Jake, kind of no folding respect. are you doing? Are you got special folding? Roll, roller? I'm a roller. I'm man. a roller too. You yeah. can get a lot in a bag. Let's yep. roll it. Oh yeah. And get smart. Tuck some things in those shoes. You know, some Absolutely. socks at the very least. Yeah. Undies or undies. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a whole show on packing. <laughs> And pack, uh, I mean, we're talking coming back. What do you do with your dirty clothes? How do you mm. separate your dirties from your clothes? I generally, because I'd like to take not too much, just wash it all. Just wash if it all. It, if there's a couple things that didn't get used, eh, it's still usually, then I don't need to worry about like trying to keep it separate, yeah. bag it up. Eh, let's not get crazy. Just like wa- secondhand smoke, but secondhand stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens for sure. Yeah. It's nice having a bag with a compartment, though, that's oh. kind of walled off. 
You can put your dirts in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about this, like, uh, <laughs> duffel bag right now that's got the lower compartment. That It's, like, for shoes. Oh, sure, yeah. But yeah. You, and then, then and, uh, and drugs. <laughs> and then bottom. what yeah. I start doing on the way back is, yeah, the shoes go down there, but then, yeah, start putting the dirty clothes down there. That, that I can keep them separate for a mm-hmm. little bit. But Yeah. Uh, all right, well, you answer. All right, <laughs> answer two to question number one. <laughs> Tass, what's something that you'll go to any lengths to prevent? Keeping my cardboard dry. I hate to be a uh, wet cardboard blanket, but I'm talking about my recycling, baby. Huh. Uh, I, I We bought a new uh, table this week, so we had a lot of cardboard, oh. you know, when you buy something. Yeah. And uh, I kept it all inside because we had a lot of rain this week. Usually I throw my stuff outside, but I kept it inside because I waited till the last possible moment to get it outside because wet cardboard can't be recycled. So this morning I was waiting. I was waiting. Uh, for those recycling people to come by and I uh, sprinted outside and I said hey it's raining please recycle my cardboard now I don't care that you're getting wet recycling employees Uh, that's beside that's the least of my worries I just need to get my dry cardboard in your recycling truck so what happens to all this wet cardboard that people obviously put out on their curb and then it goes in the truck it can it it can gum up back to gum it can gum up those machines (laughs) Wet cardboard it. doesn't get recycled. Okay, uh, the the wettest of cardboard. But I I went to I went to it, you know a little bit wet can be recycled. Yeah, but soggy or Sog- soiled okay. cardboard cardboard it can be recycled. <laughs> I have to be honest, I, I'm pretty skeptical that anything gets recycled. I hear you. I don't think anything does in this city. Uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. You might no. as well chuck it in the garbage here. It's pathetic. Yeah, it's but they're nice enough to say. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate the effort. And they just toss it with the rest of the wet yeah. cardboard that's in the back of the truck, man. Like, what do you... Th- Anyways. Yeah, who But knows? respect to you, Tess. Yes. Yeah, we're, you we're are a goddamn hero. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm making no difference in the world. You are. But anyway... It's your attitude that... It's the attitude. Yeah, it's contagious, too. isn't it? It is. Uh, it is. Well, actually, I, I forgot this part. I was driving my child to school around 7 a.m. because people like to start early. And... Uh, the recycling bin truck comes around like 710 so I called my wife while I was gone I said you may have to take that recycling bin out you may have to take it out she said okay I'll, I'll just go take it out and I said it might get wet do you want to take it out she took it out I got back recycling truck still wasn't there I had to pull it back in you pulled it back yeah, in oh yeah because it was slightly soggy it was slightly oh, soggy oh man you are going the extra you like put it in the oven to dry it out or something <laughs> <laughs> started a fire it. in the backyard <laughs> got it over the pig roast yeah no, I, I just hugged it, it. I hugged it and took some of the uh, the wetness into my shirt and then uh <laughs> Into your cape, your hero's cape, to yeah. dry off the carpet. No, it was a, it was a morning. It was he's, a morning. He's standing outside with his cape on, <laughs> holding it above his carpet, <laughs> saluting the recycling guys. Oh, I love those oh, guys. Man. Love those guys. Oh. I don't know how they stay happy dealing dealing their jobs, but they are still happy. I think it sort of looks fun to jump on and off a truck. Totally. That part's got to be cool. Ride dangling off the back. Hell Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the the. the the gross part of obviously garbage or recycling. Okay, n- yeah, maybe the smell. No, oh, way better. Recycling, way better. Recycling, way better. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Smells that's good. like that's got to be the premium gig in, in sanitation. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> gotta be. Yeah, I even uh, just just to further this stupid story. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was windy at 7 a.m. this morning. A couple bins had fallen over in my neighborhood. Yeah. I had no problem texting my neighbor saying, hey, your bin fell over. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> 7 a.m. text. They all said, thank you. I appreciate you dry that. your boards? Wow. Well, there's just everywhere. 
Cardboard everywhere. Yeah. I don't want to be cardboard swimming in cardboard everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it ain't about the recycling, Tessie just, Tessie don't, just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, answer two is done. Well, no, we got one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JD, answer three, answer question three, one. We question might get through one. the full song. What yeah. was the question again? What's something that you'll go, that to, you'll go any... to any lengths to Oh, prevent? yes, this is this is a weird one. Um, sometimes I have anxiety about forgetting people's names that I meet for the first time, right? Ooh, yeah. So I will focus everything, all of my brain power on remembering <laughs> names of people to the point where I have no idea what they're saying to me or the, what the conversation is happening because they keep repeating, Mike, Mike, that guy is Mike. That's Patty. That's Mike. Mike, Patty, Mike, Patty. But and they're not, like... But you're not a part of any I'm not, conversation. I'm just literally like dart, my eyes darting back and forth. It paid off one time. I, uh, a couple of months ago, we went to... Uh, we, we were invited to this thing and it was like a bar and there was a table of 10 people and uh, it was one of those they introduced like everybody yeah. and it was just me and Rachel and I knew one other person and they're like you're never going to remember these names and I fucking boom 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 around the table and I got everybody and they were like blown away but then but then could not concentrate on anything because I was like I got to remember all these fucking names now because they've they're they're all impressed so I'm like I'm like Patty, Dave. <laughs> Anyways, I remember their names, but nothing. What was said? If they ask me a question, I'm just like my eyes are just like uh, I have no idea what you just said to me. Anyways, wow. you would have... you remember to this day? Oh hell no, no no. See just for the time being. Just it's yeah, it's like goldfish. Mm. It's gone. As soon as they walk out of my lives, that's it. Yeah, I got no room for that. <laughs> Do you use little techniques, little uh, mnemonic devices to remember their names? Just repeating, repeating, like face name, face name in my head, face name. Phil, Tess, Trey, Tess. It's all he's doing throughout yeah. the entire podcast. It's been 17 going years. Going over our names. Who's Phil, by the way? Yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> forgot your name. <laughs> all right, Skeets. Yeah. Oh, Scoopy with a scoop. Adult site Cam Soda has offered Mark Jackson a million dollars to provide play-by-play for their videos. <laughs> Apparently, they're interested in his catchphrases. That's a grown man move. And, Mama, there comes that man. <laughs> What's another perfect combination of somebody from the NBA and a website? Uh, I didn't uh, overthink this one. Uh, uh, Dwight Howard and a little website called burpandfartpiano.com. <laughs> real site. <laughs> what? Look it up. Burp and fart piano.com. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's a little piano keyboard. Uh, there's a burp keyboard and there's a fart keyboard, and you can uh, change the setting. You can go quick fart, wet fart, man burp, quick burp. What's a man burp? That's a grown man burp. Let's find out what a man burp is. Oh, hold on. I'm listening to our own show here. There we go. Here's a man burp according to burp and fart piano.com. And. A fart. There you go. So Dwight Howard, I feel like, would uh, enjoy this. 100%. Das is, das is intrigued. Does it change oh, okay. the pitch based on the piano key? Yeah. <laughs> fart? <laughs> Dwight Howard would love that. He would honestly. 
honestly love it. It's that a great thing. website. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Great answer. <laughs> you guys never knew of the burp and fart? Man. Oh. Oh. I have oh, no idea. It's purple and gold, too. Could have been White's <laughs> Lakers years. All right. There's a songbook? What in the world? All right, Tass, what's another perfect combination of somebody from the NBA and a website? Wow. I can't believe how poorly I read this question. I, I, I totally <laughs> thought, because uh, you mentioned Mark Jackson and Cam Soda, I was thinking of relationships that NBA players have had with prior websites oh, or sponsors sure, sure. that uh, were okay. that were bad. And this one's not all that great, unfortunately, but DeJounte Murray and New Balance it seems like the oddest combination uh, to me. Because New Balance is just... It's Kawhi Leonard. Sure. It's Matt Bonner. Sure. <laughs> but DeJounte Murray? It just doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Uh, Jamal Murray also uh, a New Balance guy, right? And those Browns? Jamal Murray is New Balance. Zach Levine is New Balance. Yeah. Zach Levine they're also the kind of right now. Yeah, oh, no. They're, they're trying to get cooler. They have changed their game. Absolutely. But I, I can't get, you know, dad shoes. You know, the classic 950s out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, these guys have changed the game for sure. Um, anyways, I guess I didn't really read this question all that well because I just <laughs> love the Mark Jackson cam soda combination. I just can't can't get over that. It's too good. JD. Yeah, I um, I think I read it correctly, um, <laughs> except that I'm using a uh, an Instagram account, one of my faves. Um, drunk people doing things. I don't know if you're familiar. It's exactly what it is. Drunk people doing things. Combined with Mike Breen. Mike Breen? Yeah, Mike Breen. Uh, here's a taste. Okay. Uh, you know, here's a taste. <laughs> okay. It's a guy dancing, it's a guy on, a dancing on a ping pong table. table. Yeah. Bang! <laughs> Bang! <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Okay, guy wandering around the pool, gonna maybe. Oh, that's good. That's it. Well, just we people can, uh, falling make down sure we and make shenanigans. That a short. <laughs> yep, yep. That's. Awesome. I think you may have just started something new here, JD. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just uh, drunk people doing things, but Mike Breen saying "bang." Over the, <laughs> exactly. Or the the last part of it. Great, great answers. All right, number three, our final question. Nick's wing. Josh Hart doesn't want to see your disgusting legs. As he posted this week, shorts on a flight is outrageous. What's something else that's outrageous, Skeets? What about shorts on a podcast, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> eh? Uh, this is a crazy take. Right? Yeah. yeah. Shorts on a plane is outrageous? I would never. You would never wear shorts on a plane? Yeah. Well, and what's your reason? Like it's, it's hot cold. on planes. Well, but it can be hot on planes. When you're landed. Or you, well, um... <laughs> I get your legs get cold though too. My legs get cold. See, I always than bring my a uppers. I bring a sweater on a plane mm -hmm. or a movie theater because my arms get yep. cold, but never my legs. But um, I'll, I'll go one step further. The real outrageous part in an airport or on an airplane is people that go barefoot. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's one thing to like kick off the flip flops while you're going through security. That's gross. But then people that take off their shoes and their socks at times on the plane and you see the videos like yeah. they put them yeah, up on yeah. the like the you know armrest and between the seats and like that's disgusting like that <laughs> that you should be kicked off a plane but shorts i'm okay with shorts on a <laughs> on a plane i don't find that outrageous barefoot 
in a plane. Yeah, that is uh, gross. I don't like it. Don't like it. No, I got a blood toe right now right, as Do well. You? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got my foot, <laughs> I got my toe stuck in the grate doing a cannonball <laughs> at the pool. Oh. <laughs> oh, when you went into the. Yeah, like cool. the gutters have like yeah, like three little grates on it, and my my big toe went in between one of them. Oh, it hurt so bad. <laughs> so like your toe got left behind almost. A little bit, a little uh. bit, just a little grab ski. So you're gonna lose your nail? Uh, you think? It's been a few. It's probably been about a month at this point, and it's not fallen off yet. Uh, so I don't know. I think it might suggest. Doesn't feel it dead. Might survive. Even doesn't feel dead. It hurt for like the first weekend. So sure. bad though. Would it have been worthy of a bang, or was it, is it like not <laughs> emphatic enough? Because you know. no, I mean the cannonball was still good, oh, okay. um, but I don't think anybody would have noticed that I got hurt. But ever since then, I've been moving my my leap spot back about six inches, yeah. jumping from the deck rather than from the grates. That <laughs> great. Gaps are too big. The gaps were so too to big. You shouldn't be able to fit a finger or a toe in there. Yeah, yeah, Especially, huge. I mean, like, I don't have a big toe. Everybody knows that. But, <laughs> I wasn't but, but I mean, like, uh, like kids' fingies could easily get caught, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. My toes are about as big as a child's finger, okay? Okay. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to sue the pool, and they're like, sir, your toes and your feet are just the size of children. What are we going to do? Uh, that's good. Uh, Tass, uh, what's something else that's outrageous? The spelling of Wednesday. Just, just, let's just weird. change it. Let's just change, let's change words. It. We don't need the D in there. Nobody says it Wednesday. It just should be <laughs> W-E-N, and we'll figure out the rest. Why can't, why can't spelling adapt? I know. It would be tough. It would be tough, but How words How do you even adapt. get in there? Ah. Old English. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> well, let's call it that then. <laughs> the day of Woden. <laughs> that's juvenile's favorite day. Load in, JD. What's something else that's outrageous? I actually had the same answer as Skeets. Thongs on a flight is what I wrote down. Oh. But I'll change it to to carry on luggage. Outrageous. Get rid of it. Everybody checks a bag. Can you imagine? I mean, we talked about this on Is This Good, but you just glide onto the plane and sit down. None of this struggling. None of this stuff. People really panic on a plane. In putting their bags in the overhead mm-hmm. de- uh, compartment, right? Yeah. You see the, it's a weird thing. It's so stressful. Everyone really freaks out. Like you yeah. know, like when it's not easy. Yeah. Like people are, oh, yeah. you're trying to find it or trying to jam it in or the thing won't close. There's a lot of panic that sets in with mm-hmm. people. And yeah, I'm sitting there absolutely judging you when you're doing it, struggling. <laughs> I'm not making it better. Uh, also, not getting up. To I'm help probably not anyone. helping. Uh, but you uh, helped Gene Simmons with his. I carry. did help Gene Simmons kiss himself. <laughs> As I'm a strapping young lad, or whatever he called me. That really happened. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. That was amazing. Gene Simmons out of makeup asking for your help with his bags. And I said, See, nobody else wants to ask for help. you got to be a world-famous rock star to ask somebody for help on an airplane. Because I think people are so nervous to touch somebody else's bag. Yeah. Because... Mm. In the airport, if you touch somebody else's bag, you're going to jail. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I said to Gene, I said, Gene, you got too much stuff. You packed too much. He said, I got a lot of makeup. <laughs> Have you seen his boots? Like, Yeah, it's probably that was yeah, the entire yeah, thing. Exactly. <laughs> I did do uh, recently because I flew home for a wedding. Uh, I did the old carry the, the wedding suit in the bag and asked mm. them, uh, hey, could I hang this up? Love it. Love it, but you got to remember. Yeah. Because they said, absolutely. Because it's like usually between uh, first class and obviously uh, uh, the back of the plane. But it's like, they're like, hey, don't forget. A lot of people forget. Yeah. No, the whole flight. I'm like, you trying to remember names. I'm like, don't forget my, don't forget my suit. Don't forget my suit. Don't forget my suit. Don't forget my suit. 
And you remembered. I remembered. Yeah. Nice. But I feel like there could be a better little system, like a system. Yeah, maybe it's called checking your bag. Well, that, and I have like a suit? hanger down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, there should be like a concierge service. should be a dry cleaner in the <laughs> bottom of the plane. You give them all your laundry. It's just a laundry room down there. <laughs> Crank it out. You got clean, That'd be pretty folded cool. clothes. Beautiful. Imagine you're done your trip and you're like, yeah, yeah, here's my laundry. Exactly. Wash and it's it all washed and folded and ready to go when you pick it up. <laughs> That's premium service right there. That's premium. All right. Uh, a lot of plane talk yeah. at the end of this one, but that's rapid fire, not so rapid. But great answers from the entire crew. Uh, guys, I feel like it was another classic, but you tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Make sure you engage with all that social content that our guy Jerome is pumping out as well. We really appreciate that. No show tomorrow. This was the drop here on a Thursday. Tass is up next, though, on Is This Good, which will come out on Monday across all feeds is this good and we'll have it up in the no dunks podcast feed uh you haven't recorded this one yet right With no in mere mm-hmm. minutes Ooh, gotta follow cam minutes. stewart oh yeah. that's a tough follow <laughs> tough follow that was one of he the, was great great yeah, plays <laughs> plays for this upcoming week yeah who like do you like the ponies what did, what did cam stewart call the original parlay <laughs> buffalo wings and blue cheese <laughs> <laughs> that's the original, original he was he was pro blue cheese he got was almost angry about ranch as a dipping uh, sauce for wings i can't believe how eye to eye i was with cam he said a, a lot of takes <laughs> i was like hell yes <laughs> especially that one blue cheese wings are amazing i liked how he was like totally pro betting on a horse only because of their name yeah. I yep. thought for a second he may not be because he does like hit the racetrack and does seem to know a lot about horses and stuff like that. But like he's like absolutely, <laughs> you should. Well, he bet he 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 bets on horses with the by the way they look as well. Yeah, well, that That's makes a, some more sense. People like, do that. Looking at the legs of yeah, the horse. Look, look at the ass. On look that. at that spot. Yeah, yeah. But the name he said is okay too. You've yeah. got a good feeling, go with it. Yep. So uh, yeah, that was a great is this good uh, podcast. But I have high hopes for Tassie talking to Matteo and JD as well. Again, that's on Monday. We'll be back next week, I'm sure, with a couple podcasts. Sort of dependent on news. But if you have ideas for shows, ideas for squad, email them in no dunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at no dunks inc. All right, Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I learned this from Cam Stewart. Horses have feelings, too. Brace the weekend, people. <laughs>